0: This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg, reporting from our soundproof vestibule, just a stone's throw from the big Morgan & Morgan signage in downtown Tallahassee. Today on Sunrise, the director of cannabis at the state agriculture department tells lawmakers the first legal crop of hemp could be planted in Florida by the end of the year. There hasn't been one in the Sunshine State since the 1940s. A capital coronation as Republicans in the Florida House designate Chris Sproul as the next speaker. He's urging lawmakers to spend more time in the real world and pay less attention to the virtual one. Florida Democrats will be calling out Attorney General Ashley Moody today as she tries to keep an amendment banning assault rifles from appearing on the Florida ballot. And a state representative from Miami Beach files a bill saying lab animals should be put up for adoption instead of being killed when the research is done. And now, the top stories. The woman who runs the cannabis program at the Florida Department of Agriculture says Florida's first crop of hemp should be planted by the end of the year. Several other states are already producing the crop, but Holly Bell says Florida growers will have a unique advantage.
1: The way this crop is grown is a little unique. On the raised beds, with the plastic, the drip water system, you have farmers already growing commodities like that. It is an easy transition for their fields, for them to transition into this crop doesn't need to replace the crops they're doing, it can be a diversification or and or a rotation for them. So because of that, that is one of the reasons I believe Florida will excel nationwide in this program and come out in the next two years as a leader in the nation.
0: As many as 3,000 Florida growers are expected to sign up for the program and Bell is telling them hemp is
1: not a flash in the pan or a passing fad. The farmers do ask me, is this a bubble? Is it gonna burst? Is it going away? And the thing I tell them was, if the crop only had one use, then yeah, I would be concerned about that. But the crop has 25,000 known uses. And it's not just the CBD. It is also the tall, fibrous hemp. The dress I have on today is a hemp dress. So we can make clothes out of it. We can make paper out of it. We can make plastic out of it. Porsche made a race car out of it last year. There are a lot of opportunities.
0: And those opportunities are especially welcome in areas of the Florida panhandle that were clobbered last year by Hurricane Michael. The storm obliterated the timber industry, killing more than a billion dollars worth of trees in the process. It'll take 15 years to regrow them, but it only takes three or four months to grow a new crop of hemp. State Senator Bill Monfort's district includes some of the areas that suffered the worst damage during the storm, and he says hemp could help rebuild the panhandle economy. I mean, I've got people who are saying, we'll plant tomorrow if you'll get us seeds. Right. Now We know that's not going to happen, so in layman's term where are we
1: i believe that we'll have the if everything goes well we can have the program up and running by the end of the year and we're looking at the first of the year where we could issue cultivation permits and they could be planting in the state of florida this spring i believe like in january of 2020 we could have cultivation permits and weather permitting so yes in the spring and or in southern parts they could probably plant sooner
0: And once those hemp seeds are in the ground, Bell says you will be astounded by the growth. Not just the plants, the entire industry.
1: I believe in our first year we're going to see it as a several million dollar industry that will quickly become hundreds of millions within a couple years. The industry ended 2018 right at a billion and is expected to be up into the multiple billions in the next two years.
0: The Agriculture Department is already working on a marketing plan for hemp as part of the Fresh from Florida campaign, putting a whole new twist on the idea of homegrown in the Sunshine State. A coronation in the Capitol as Republicans gather in the House to designate Chris Sprouls as their next leader. The actual designation ceremony always sounds like a love-in as lawmakers lavish praise on their future leader. Representative Jay Trumbull of Panama City got things started. You know, I've heard a lot of designation speeches in my time in the House. And many people say they have their priorities in place. But my friend Chris actually does and actually shows it. He puts the chamber's interest ahead of his own interest. You know, his leadership style can best be summed by words of renowned American poet P. Diddy describing his relationship <laughs> with Biggie I lace the track and you lock the flow. Representative Chris Latvala has known Sproul since 2004, and he says the man's greatest accomplishment is convincing his wife Shannon that he was marriage material.
1: The real reason
0: Chris went to the gym every day was because of a tall blonde that worked there named Shannon. They had some sort of membership drive, so being a good friend, I joined, mainly, mainly so he would get points for bringing in a new member and, and also so he would have a reason to talk to her. I went a few times, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> But uh, I waited until after they got married to cancel my membership. (laughs) When the speeches ended, Representative Sprouse laid out his agenda, urging his colleagues to pay more attention to the real world instead of the virtual one.
2: Members, I'm asking us to put down our phones and walk away from our screens. I'm asking us to care less about what 21 people on Twitter think and worry more about what 21 million people in Florida need. I'm asking us to not worry about who likes our Facebook posts, but to worry about whether or not we're earning the respect of our colleagues. I'm asking us to roll up our sleeves, to identify real problems, to dream about big ideas. I'm asking us to be brave.
0: Representative Sprouls will become Speaker of the House next November as long as the GOP maintains its majority, which is a pretty safe bet. Florida Democrats have the state attorney general in their sights. Back in July, Ashley Moody filed a motion to try to prevent voters from deciding on a proposed constitutional amendment that would ban assault weapons. Then, just a few days after mass shootings in El Paso and Dayton, Moody claimed the amendment was deceitful and misleading. Florida Democratic Party Party Chair Terry Rizzo, Representative Cindy Polo of Miramar, the Florida Coalition to Prevent Gun Violence and March for Our Lives are holding a press conference today outside the state capitol to call out Moody's attempts to keep the assault rifle ban off the ballot. Members of the Florida Competes Coalition holding a press conference today to promote the Florida Competitive Workforce Act. That bill would update the Civil Rights Act in Florida to include LGBT protections in the workplace, public housing, and accommodations. It's sponsored by Senator Daryl Roussan of St. Petersburg and Representative Holly Roshine of Key Largo. They'll be joined at the press conference by Representatives Jackie Toledo of Tampa and Jennifer Webb of St. Petersburg at 11 this morning. Texting while driving is on the agenda today. The House Transportation and Infrastructure Subcommittee gets an update from the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles about a new law that strengthened the state's ban on texting while driving. That law, passed earlier this year, allows police to pull over motorists for texting while driving. Now, in the past, that was considered a secondary offense, which meant police could only cite motorists if they stopped them for other reasons, like speeding or driving while black. State Representative Michael Grieco wants to ban research on animals, but he knows that's not going to happen anytime soon. So the Democrat from Miami Beach has filed a bill requiring labs in Florida that use cats and dogs to put them up for adoption once the testing is done. It's called the Labs to Laps Bill. So
2: nationwide and sometimes here in Florida as well, you have animal testing facilities that work with dogs and cats and their default policy is to discard and euthanize the dogs and cats after the testing is completed and some of the testing is is not that invasive some of it is with cosmetics uh, or it's 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 not as invasive enough where it would lead lead you to have to euthanize or to put a dog to sleep or a cat to sleep so uh, instead of having that be the default we wanted to create a system other states have done this I believe 11 states have already done this and they're trying to do this at the federal level uh, is to what they call from labs to labs where giving these animals who didn't have a choice in the matter they didn't get a brochure that allowed them to be be, to be open for testing to allow them to live a full life it's 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 torture on some level and uh, i would love to be able to eliminate all animal testing if i could but in the meantime this is uh this is a consolation prize maybe
0: what was it that prompted you to file the
2: bill well i'd seen that other states had done it um you know plagiarism is the finest form of flattery And uh, most of my good ideas, uh, whether it be at the local level, came from some of my residents or other municipalities and then here in Tallahassee, not all, but most of my good ideas uh, have been my version of what other people have done. And this would be an example of that. I have a passion for animals um, and uh, this is just one step in obviously trying to get to the point where they're not being tested on at all. But in the meantime, uh, whether it be now or in the future, uh, to allow for, uh, for them to have good homes you a dog person or
0: a cat person?
2: Um, it's, so I love both. I'm allergic to just about every cat, but I did find one breed that I'm not allergic to. But uh, historically, I was a dog person, but we did try to adopt a cat, but it got too sick, so we couldn't work it out. You know, specifically with this bill we're talking about, it, it was something that I wanted to file last year. I sat back on it because my, my slots filled up too quickly, and I'm taking advantage of a little bit more uh, uh, veteran mentality and, and knowing what to file when and 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 this is a, i think this is a good one and i i hope that my my colleagues uh, the, the chair of the committee that it ends up in front of will, will give it a hearing and, and we'll get it
0: through 11 states already have lab animal adoption laws and similar bills have been filed in seven other states on today's agenda the house health quality subcommittee will receive a briefing from the surgeon general scott rickies about the hepatitis a outbreak in the state that starts at nine in the knot building the House Agriculture and Natural Resources Subcommittee gets a presentation from the Department of Environmental Protection about springs restoration that starts at 1230 in the House Office Building. The House Business and Profession Subcommittee gets an overview of a new report on Hurricane Michael by the Florida Building Commission and the University of Florida. That's at 1230 in the Knot Building. The Senate Agriculture, Environment, and General Government Appropriations Subcommittee will be getting earful from the Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission about invasive species in the Sunshine State. That's at 1:30 in the Senate Office Building. The House Higher Ed Appropriations Subcommittee will review performance, preeminence, and emerging preeminence funding in the state university system. That's at 3 in the Knot Building. And the House Pre-K-12 Innovation Subcommittee will hear from the Florida High School Athletics Association and the Florida School Boards Association about health concerns for student-athletes. That's at 3 p.m. in the House Office Building. Uh, One other note, the latest poll from Florida Atlantic University's Business and Economic Polling Initiative is being released later today. A poll of registered voters looking at what candidates prefer in the race for president, including several hypothetical matchups with Donald Trump, the president's approval rating, and what issues voters think are most important. We'll have those details for you on tomorrow's show. Time now for the further adventures of Florida Man, or in this case, Florida Men. Three men suspected of Grand Theft Auto ended up in a sticky situation after they tried to escape by hiding in the garbage. Seminole County deputies were tracking the trio from the air and on the ground after they were spotted trying to break into vehicles and apparently got away with one of them. Now the guys bailed out and fled on foot once they realized the law was closing in, but a canine cop found them hiding in garbage cans, two of them anyway. A third suspect was arrested not far from the trash. All three are charged with burglary and resisting arrest. That's it for this edition of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg reporting for Florida Politics. Join us again tomorrow for another stroll through the vast political wasteland.